Elsie screamed into her captor's palm. Then she bit down, hard. Source! Elsie, it's only me! Rolf dropped her, shaking his hand. She whirled on him, heart still racing from the climb. The house fire, her escape. What are you doing here? Over his shoulder, a thick plume of black smoke rose into the night. The fire was growing so fast. I came to find you. A pained expression crossed Rolf's face. It's Vera. Before Rolf could explain, a scream punctured the night air. Elsie would know that voice anywhere. Blue. She took off, back the way she'd come. Rolf cursed and gave chase. They reached the front gate just in time to watch Gunner wrestle a screaming Lou out the front door. Nearby, Elsie recognized Mama's silk-robed silhouette. Papa had one arm around his wife. There was nothing she could do. If she went back, Papa would have his men restrain her, too. Her hand tightened around the saddlebag. Just a stack of papers. Elsie didn't know how it could possibly be enough to take down her parents' vast enterprise. But Lou had given her a mission. She'd sacrificed her own freedom so Elsie could carry it out. Elsie faced Rolf again, jaw set. We have work to do. Realm presents Elixir. Episode 10. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere. You know, the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples. And so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. The ragtag team assembled in the closed De Bruyne perfume shop. Elsie spread the papers from her saddlebag across the perfumery counter for Adrian to read. Rolf leaned against the wall, gaze fixed on the ceiling. J.J. paced. J.J. had ambushed Elsie and Rolf just as they'd entered the merchant's quarter, spitting curses at Rolf. 
From their long, furious rant, Elsie gathered that J.J. had been inside the Jaded Rose when Harlow seized it. Rolf had insisted he didn't know. He thought everyone had left already. Only Vera had stumbled in at the exact wrong moment. Now she was imprisoned in the same place where her father had been trapped for years. Elsie's stomach knotted. She'd been battling alternate waves of nausea and panic ever since Rolf told her. Elsie couldn't take it any longer. Well, is it enough? Eventually, Adrian set down the last page. I can't promise anything, but I think it is. Yes. She joined JJ in pacing. You must convince Maxwell to act soon. My parents already gave Lou and me one memory elixir. As far as I know, they don't have any more on hand, but... JJ fired another scowl at Rolf. Harlow can brew more. I liberated a couple books while hiding in Vera's lab, but he's got the bulk of her recipes now. I'd wager a new batch will take him a day. Maybe less. A terrible thought occurred to Elsie. This is the perfect way for him to get revenge on Lou. If he makes the elixir too strong... Adrian returned the papers to the saddlebag. I'll go rouse the council, tonight. Maxwell will see reason. My sister... I won't let anybody hurt Louise. Definitely more than just revolution between those two. But she still had a more difficult problem to confront. Vera is in prison. Say the council does strip my parents of their titles. What happens to the people Harlow jailed on their orders? Adrian pressed a thumb to his temple and rubbed. Technically speaking, Harlow didn't jail anybody. The Iron Shoes did. And it's not like Harlow was the only apothecary who ever bribed an iron shoe. But that's not fair, Elsie protested. JJ snorted. Welcome to life outside the gentry bubble, princess. Adrian bobbed his head at JJ in acknowledgement. And, much as I hate to say it, Vera is guilty. Elsie groaned. So what? She'll be stuck in prison until the elixir ban gets overturned? That could take years. Adrian didn't reply. He didn't need to. Across the room, Rolf shrank in on himself. Elsie understood. He wasn't the only one who'd betrayed Vera. Vera would never forgive Elsie. Elsie needed to save her anyway. She looked at JJ. You said you liberated some things from the Jaded Rose. What, exactly? They were toying with a small pink vial that Elsie recognized at once. Vera's necklace. Not much. Two recipe books, a bottle of camouflage elixir, some invisibility. Why? Adrian, could you get us visitors' passes to see Vera? Depends. If they're holding her with the convicted apothecars, no visits are allowed in that wing. Elsie gave Adrian a pointed look. What if the request came from someone the council couldn't refuse? Adrian backed toward the door, palms raised. That's my cue to exit. Plausible deniability and all. But, and you didn't hear this from me, my father heads the prison management committee. Count Ivan's got a soft spot for intimidating blondes. With a wink, Adrian disappeared into the snowdrifts. Rolf shook his head. Vera's mad at you but she'd kill me if I let you end up in a cell alongside her. That's not exactly plan A. 
Elsie fluffed her curls and considered her reflection in the perfumery's darkened window. JJ, know where we can find any couture dresses? Over her shoulder, JJ began to smile, too. Actually, I think I can do you one better. Vera had no idea how much time had passed. She'd eaten two meals. Each time, a stone-faced iron shoe delivered a plate of grayish slop. She choked down as much as she could stomach. Across the aisle, her father struggled too. He managed two spoonfuls before he began to cough. You need to see a doctor, Dad. Pretty sure the warden would only send one if I keeled over. Maybe. Vera's throat burned. She hated seeing him this way. Dad, footsteps interrupted. I thought you said guards only come at mealtimes? Across the hall, Vera's father looked equally bewildered. They do. So appreciate all your hard work, a woman was saying. You and your colleagues keep our city safe. Just doing our jobs, milady. This seems above and beyond mere duty, surely. Elsie, why was she here? How was she here? The trio strode into view. Even in the dim torchlight, Vera recognized Elsie's cloud of blonde curls immediately. Beside her was an iron shoe, and next to the iron shoe, Vera's blood ran cold. Up close, the resemblance between the Duchess of Thornley and her daughter was obvious. Not to mention, they both wore designer gowns for a prison visit. How had Vera not recognized Elsie right from the start? Vera's gaze jumped to her father. He radiated fury. Elsie batted her lashes at the guard. It does settle my nerves to see these villains securely locked up. Something about her smile seemed off. But Vera couldn't think straight. Even after all the lies, she'd still hoped Elsie wasn't like her parents. Now Vera saw the truth. Elsie betrayed her on purpose. I am such a fool. Meanwhile, the Duchess sighed. Oh, just imagine if these hush bar owners had succeeded in unifying. We might have never bested Miss Reeves. Miss Reeves. The way the Duchess said it reminded her of... No. But then... Duchess Carlotta Thornley winked at her. What is going on? Elsie laid a hand on the guard's arm. I'm so sorry, officer, but I'm afraid I am in terrible need of the toilet. Would you mind escorting me? An inexplicable, desperate urge to give Elsie whatever she wanted tugged at Vera's core. The guard nodded. Of course, miss. But your mother will need to accompany us as well, for safety. Elsie tightened her grip on his arm. Oh, there's no need for that. I suppose. The guard's jaw worked. Absently, he brought a hand to rest on the iron billy club at his hip. Suddenly, he blinked, jerked his head, 
as if trying to shake water from his ears. I apologize, but it's policy, miss. Can't leave visitors unattended. Over his head, the Duchess shot Elsie a panicked glance. Vera was beginning to understand. That was how Elsie had gotten this far, by using a persuasion elixir on an iron shoe. Elsie was just lucky the man hadn't touched any iron until now. He didn't seem suspicious yet, but if he looked at Elsie again and noticed how his perception changed, you rat, Vera yelled. Everyone, the guard included, startled. You traitorous lying snake, the guard drew his club. Oi, that's no way to speak to your betters. My betters? You're the ones who lock human beings away to rot. The guard crashed face first into Vera's cell. His body slumped to the ground. Behind him, the Duchess dusted off her hands. Vera and Elsie both gaped at her. She shrugged. What? I improvised. Source. JJ, have you lost your senses? Vera asked as the Duchess drew a silk kerchief, then kneeled to rifle through the guard's pockets. If anyone catches you, I will only be joining you a few days early, JJ replied with a dismissive gesture. JJ? Vera's father finally caught on. Is that our little Joseph Juliet themselves? Can't say I like the current costume, but good to know you're still causing trouble. Lovely to see you too, Henrik. JJ wagged a finger at them both. But for a pair of jailbirds, you two are awful at subterfuge. Until we exit this prison, I am Carlotta Thornley. She or her. Vera suppressed a sudden wild urge to laugh, but she couldn't condone this. She couldn't let JJ wind up here too. And Elsie? Elsie stepped over the guard's splayed legs and wrapped both hands around Vera's cell bars. She shivered as the elixir in her system shorted out. Vera, I'm so sorry. I should have told you the truth from the start. I was a coward, but I couldn't stand losing. Vera pressed a finger to Elsie's lips. There was no time for anything but truth. I'm sorry too. I felt something for you, Elsie. I feel something, something I haven't felt in a long time. It scared me. So the moment I had an excuse to turn my back on you, I did. I wish we could have had a real shot, but you need to go now, both of you, before more guards come. Elsie pressed something into Vera's palm. I'm not leaving without you. Vera looked down at a familiar pink vial. Invisibility elixir. It'll get us as far as the exit. Then we sneak you out in this uniform. She nudged the unconscious guard's leg. JJ groaned and stood empty-handed. One problem. He doesn't have keys. Only the warden does, Henrik spoke up. JJ tossed her mass of Duchess Carlotta curls. And what summons the warden? Death or escape of an inmate. Elsie pursed her lips. She doesn't actually have to leave the cell to escape. No, Elsie, too much could go wrong. We have to try. It's my fault you're in here. Vera grimaced. I won't let you throw away your future because you feel guilty. 
Guilt? You think this is about guilt? Elsie stepped forward and grabbed the bars, expression fierce. I've spent my entire life looking the other way. You're the one who opened my eyes, Vera. I refuse to abandon someone I'm starting to... She clamped her mouth shut. A flush crept up her neck. Someone I care about. Vera looked away. The guard gave a sleepy moan. Grimacing, JJ knocked their fist, her fist, Vera corrected herself, against the guard's temple. Whilst I'm enjoying these thespian-worthy dramatics, we do need to advance the plot. With that, JJ knelt to remove his uniform shirt. Elsie, darling, how much persuasion have we got left? Enough for one last favor, I think. JJ tossed the guard's shirt into Vera's cell. Here's what we do. It was quite possibly the most terrible idea Vera had ever heard. But there was no talking JJ out of a bad idea, which was how, several minutes later, Vera found herself crouched against the damp cell wall, wearing an iron shoe uniform. Up the corridor, she heard scuffling as JJ and Elsie hid the still unconscious guard. Vera winced. Dad. He caught his breath, waved her off. A Thornley, eh? I know. Do you? Because I've never seen you look at a woman the way you look at her. Vera ignored his knowing smirk. You should go with them instead. You've been here longer and you clearly need a doctor. Your old man is tougher than you think. Besides, I already lived my love story. Has anyone ever told you you're a hopeless romantic? How else am I gonna get grandchildren? Vera rolled her eyes. Help, somebody! That was Elsie's signal. <gasps> She's escaping! JJ joined in. Guards! In the gloom, Vera stared at her father. Last chance, Dad. Fat chance, daughter. She uncapped the vial. I love you. I love you too, doll. Then Elsie and JJ skidded to a halt outside Vera's cell, obscuring her father from view. This way! Elsie sank to her knees outside the cage. Vera waited until the shadow of the first iron shoe appeared in the torchlight. Then she downed the elixir in one swallow. I like a story that will take me to extremes. And nothing says extreme quite like The Last City, a new Wondery podcast available now. Set in 2072, the city of Pura is a geo-engineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image, which, given its promise of being a miraculous green haven in a climate-ravaged world, shouldn't be too hard to sell but things are not always as perfect and shiny as we'd like to believe. When she stumbles upon a dark secret that could lead to the downfall of Pura's existence if revealed, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.
As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Warmth spread through her belly out to her limbs. When she opened her eyes again, she could see straight through her legs to the grimy floor. She attacked us! Elsie babbled as a new guard appeared. A woman. She took our guard with her! The Iron Shoe stared in horror from Elsie to the empty cell and back. JJ peered down the Duchess's long nose and sniffed. This laxity is an utter disgrace! Vera was impressed the Carlotta glamour was still going strong. Two more guards jogged into view. Keys jangled from one's belt, a short, sweaty man. The warden. She, she threatened us and said she'd use the guard to... The Duchess wrapped a protective arm around her daughter. Warden, I will be speaking to the council about this incident. The warden pushed past the other two iron shoes to unlock Vera's cell. Uh, I assure you, Duchess, this is highly unusual. Our cells are impenetrable. And yet she penetrated, JJ cried. Vera was going to kill her. 
The warden flung the door open, narrowly missing the spot where Vera crouched. With a grunt, he bent to peer beneath the cot, as if Vera might be hiding there. Outside, the two guards bickered. She can't have gone far. This is why apothecers give me the willies. The warden straightened once more. Deputy? The female guard responded to his summons, entering the cell. Vera took the opportunity to creep out behind the woman, still bent double. She didn't dare look to either side, terrified she'd brush up against the bars. A moment later, she reached the corridor. She stood upright on shaky legs, barely two feet from the third guard. Vera froze, terrified he'd seen something. But he just squinted through her, muttering, unnatural it is bloody magicians. On tiptoe, Vera backed away from him. Vera brushed a fingertip over Elsie's shoulder, light as air. Elsie flashed a quick smile. Vera kept moving. In her head, she recited JJ's directions. Right turn, past two doors, left to the main entrance. She tried to catch one last glimpse of her father, but Henrik was at the back of his cell shadowed in gloom. Vera suppressed the wrench in her gut. She could mourn later. Now she needed to escape. Vera swung around the bend and sprinted up the now clear passageway. Finally, she reached an open doorway, the main entrance area. She peered in. Gray walls, gray floors, gray waiting benches. The whole damned room was made of iron. Her stomach sank. Inside, a guard paced circles around a complicated-looking panel. Gears attached it to a thick iron grill, the exterior door. Even if they managed to overpower this guard without elixirs, Vera had no idea how they'd get that thing open. A split second later, she heard voices. Elsie and JJ rounded the corner, and with them, Vera tensed. Elsie's eyes sparkled, overbright. Warden, thank you so much for the escort. Of course, miss. Anything for the Thornlace. I apologize again for what you've been through. Let me escort you all the way out. They'd almost reached Vera. Elsie's smile burned even brighter. I couldn't bear to drag you away now. If you could just ask the front guard to open the gate for us, my mother and I can show ourselves out. The warden strode over to Vera. She scrambled out of the way just in time for him to replace her in the doorway. Open the front gate for Duchess and Miss Thornley. Uh, warden, are you sure that's the best? I said, open it. We've enough on our hands without a council lawsuit. Of course, warden. The guard strode to the gear panel. The front gate began to clank upward. Elsie patted the warden's forearm. You'd better hurry back now. I'd better. The dumbstruck expression didn't leave his face as he walked backward up the hallway, loath to remove his gaze from Elsie. Vera's limbs itched. Turn around, damn it. Finally, he rounded the far corner. Just in time. A blink later, Vera stood in the unconscious guard's uniform, hat drawn low on her brow. The iron... Vera glanced worriedly at JJ's Carlotta glamour. 
Let me worry about that, JJ winked. Together, all three strode into the room. The guard visibly relaxed at the sight of another iron shoe. Everything under control? Vera gave a non-committal grunt. The gate finished cranking open. They stepped out of the prison into fresh air. As the three jogged toward the fence that separated the prison from the main road, Vera glanced at JJ and did a double take. How could JJ's glamour withstand iron? But then, Vera noticed heavy makeup flakes at the corners of JJ's mouth and eyes. Are you, is that a wig? JJ fluffed the curls. No sense glamoring my hair when I had this baby handy. Why do you own a wig that looks just like my mother, by the way? Elsie asked. Less interrogating, more escaping, JJ grumbled. Remind me to tell you about the council theme night they hosted at judging your cover, Vera interrupted. They reached the main fence, thick iron chain link topped with nasty looking razor wire. Another guard manned the control booth. You there, identification ordinance? He pointed his billy club directly at Vera. Um. With a deafening crash, the gate exploded. Elsie and JJ pulled Vera out of the way as an iron shoe carriage backed into the yard at full speed. Rolf's head popped out of the rear window. You lot gonna stand there all day or what? You're listening to Elixir by Ellen Goodlett, starring Ava Mag, Keeler Lee, and Marin Miller. Produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Realm, listen away. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays, available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Elixir is written by Ellen Goodlett. It is produced by Nicole Otto and executive produced by Molly Barton. Voice direction, audio production, and original theme music by Amanda Rose Smith.